visiting with senior linebacker Will McConnell, our Shap of the Week, presented by Amogee Bank. Will, some unique things happen to football players, and I know most people on the outside looking in go, well, wait, you're just a football player. You know, life doesn't really happen to you guys. You know, you guys can do anything. You're playing football. You start thinking about school, weather, cedar fever, the flu. (laughs) Flu-like symptoms is something that uh, the broadcasters picked up in a certain game uh, played by Michael Jordan not too long ago, but probably before you were born. Did you hear anything about Michael Jordan's uh, performance with flu-like symptoms before this last game on Friday night? So that was the first thing my dad talked to me about. He, he pulled me, or I was, you know, dying in my bed. He came in, he's like, you know the Michael Jordan story? I was like, of course I've heard the Michael Jordan story. So yeah, I, I tried to play like that. Didn't really <laughs> be as productive as I wanted to, but you know. I think a lot of people can look at what you and what Henry Smoger were going through <laughs> that week and just kind of understanding that, hey man, we, we like you guys, but don't get on our bus. What was that experience like going to a, a varsity game like it was Pop Warner all over again. It really did feel like a Pee Wee game. Uh, me and Mr. Smoger and or me and the Smogers are, are really close, so it was it was good to get back in the car. It was like we did that. It was sixth grade. I, me and Henry, the first year we played tackle football, we were on the uh, we were too big for Pop Warner, so we played a, a St. Stephen's League. It felt just like old times. It was so much fun. Um, Mr. Smoger got one of those doctor masks and wore it uh, the whole way to the game. It was so funny. I don't think people really understand how regimented time is when it comes to getting to the field house, getting your stuff together. Even though there's some things that you don't have to worry about, like your uniform and your pads and all that, mm-hmm. you still have to get your stuff together and get ready to make sure that you have everything. You guys had to get your stuff together and then get in a car <laughs> and chase the team. Yeah. Uh, how did you kind of manage that and stay focused? We just sat in the car, listened to our music. It was, you know, we both weren't feeling so hot, so it wasn't like we were goofing off or anything, just kind of focusing on the game. We watched a little bit of film together, which was uh, funny. But We were talking about that with Coach Dodge in our pregame interview. The amount of work that you guys put in and what technology affords you to do when you're not in the field house. And I think a lot of people miss that too. You take it home with you. Yes, there are other responsibilities. Schoolwork is, is way up there on the totem pole, but also being able to get mental reps. And this is something that we've talked about with offensive linemen, some of your teammates on the defense, and really utilizing a mental rep and treating it as a physical rep. When is it too much? Do you ever feel like you're over-prepared sometimes when you when you dive into your week-to-week? Not necessarily. Sometimes, like, right before the game, like, I don't really like to watch film. I just kind of like to think about, you know, going and knocking some heads in and not getting worried too much. You know, like, it, sometimes if I, I get too focused in, I'll, I'll start getting nervous. I don't really like to play nervous. I like to just play fast and let loose, and so it's, it's just nice to kind of relax and just chill before the game. You've been a Wesley guy for a long time since the fourth grade, so you actually have that experience. Some of your teammates have the same experience. Some of your teammates don't. Some of your teammates have, have moved in here for their high school years and, and, and some in middle school. Is there an advantage of, of understanding the relationship from your time in Pop Warner or whether it was this St. Stephen's League or even in middle school where you can recognize the dynamic and a new guy comes in and you can actually really help them and indoctrinate them into what I would call the Westlake standard or Westlake way quickly and, and kind of make them feel welcome? Is there something that's kind of embedded there that was there before you got there? Or is it something you just understand over a certain amount of time? I feel like it's something you understand. Um, obviously, my experience with bringing like a new guy is definitely a number 2500 and you know, him being a sophomore, I felt like he looked up to me and Braden, even though obviously we hadn't <laughs> played a game yet. And um, so we just kind of like messed with him a lot and tried to bring him under our belt as much as we could. It's unique in the linebacking core because you have you know Jake Ellinger, two-year star captain. You have guys that have played here like Lance Duran, mm-hmm. uh, the all-time leading tackler at Westlake. That position has been played by a lot of good players 
and you start thinking about it from you know even the Breck and Hagers of the world, I think it's such a storied position in a lot of programs. And Westlake's not lost on that. I think people pay attention to the other side of the ball a lot, but not since the arrival of Tony Salazar. If you can, put into words what you and Braden are going through as first-year senior starters. I'm liking it a lot to what Ryan Lindley is going through. You only have one year, and that one year to shine is pretty important. How do you keep that in perspective? So obviously last year I got to I got to see the Jake Ellinger defense, you know, him uh, take over the entire defense. There was one point last year when I think he, I saw him yell at a corner to do the, something different. It was such like a blessing to me and such a, a important part of how I play today to see him just take over the defense. Obviously I'm I'm no Jake Ellinger. I'm not 220 pounds, whatever he is, so I can't play like him. But I try to I try to be the leader that he was as much as I can. Explain how that that's a mental approach and how knowledge plays into that so that you can teach on the field? My mental approach is like, I I have to get the D-line always ready to go. I'm pretty much yelling the entire game. what you can't see. We get everybody set first, and then I start going through all my progressions of is that guard light, is that tackle light, what, what, what do we think he's doing, what, what do they run out of this formation, and stuff like that. I think Coach Dodge used a really, he had a quick one-word answer when I asked about how does the defense prepare for a certain type of offense. We saw last week that Wesco East wanted to do uh, some things, and I think the game got away from them, but we did see late in the game what they could do and what they've done to that point. Brandeis, you have some experience with them. You obviously know you know what to expect because of the game last year but with this it's he had a one word answer it was your eyes look with your eyes look beyond what you're trained to look for look for what's going on in the moment and I think will that's something that's never lost on me as a commentator or broadcaster or an observer what you guys are able to process before the play even happens is is such a vital part of your success there's a lot of things that they do that that they're super small and not too easy to notice but once you see them you just like you know like the ball is coming right here or they're they're running a counter or they're running power things that their o-line does it can really uh it really helps us because i feel like they give it away a little bit all of the preparation all of the diagnosing you know even some of the math that you might be able to do. Does the preparation coincide with being a good student? It does until you're in your seventh period class from a five o'clock wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is something that's always really remarkable. I don't know if anybody else practices as early in the morning and I started thinking about it when morning practices started to become a thing. I thought, wow, that's really smart. Get out of the heat, number one, but also play under the lights. And I assume that, you know, because Westlake does have lights, not every not every school does, but the ability to play under lights gives you a visual advantage because it's simulating the conditions that you'd be playing in on Friday night. The, the one thing that I've always wanted to know is how you guys adjust from the schedule of waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to make a 5.30 workout, you know, coming off an evening workout. So I know that Monday to Tuesday transition is really, really tough. Explain that. Obviously, we get off the field at like 7.30 usually on, on a Monday, and then we have to be back at school at 5.30. It's, uh, it's a tough little turnaround, but, um, you know, after a few weeks of it, you get used to it, and then you're just it's just like a routine for us, so we do it. I think the word exhausted is, is one of the things <laughs> that it. I think I've heard from some of your teammates, but what do you think that teaches you uh, as far as a recovery mechanism both mentally and physically. I think it really teaches us great time management. We can't go home and mess around on Mondays. We need to go get to bed or do our schoolwork, obviously. You know, be ready for the morning. You sound like a pretty smart guy. What's your favorite class? My favorite class? My grade would say otherwise, but uh, pre-cal. <laughs> you know what? I, I often find that the grade that you struggle the most in is like the class that you love the most. Mm-hmm. Or it's that competitive nature in you. It's like, you know, you're not as great at it, at least from an athletic standpoint. You're like, well, wait a minute. I know I know this material. I know I know what to do. What did I 
madness and, and you get uber competitive. I've often wondered, at the, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. you know, going into December, you got finals looming coming off of Thanksgiving. Does the competitiveness on the practice field kind of lean to the classroom or are you all just kind of one big study group? You don't want to be the kid that, you know, the, our group of buddies is, is making fun of for having the bad grades. Yes, I'd say that it's a little bit of both. I look at your evolution as a player being a JV call-up your sophomore season and experiencing the 2017 run and then being a part of the 2018 ball club and enduring all of the adversity, you know, losing your center, losing your running back, losing, obviously, during the semifinal, losing Sage. There's a lot of things that kind of occurred last year that that really were shell-shocking. And I wonder, does that help your development? Does that help fuel the attitude into next season that so many guys remember what that was like? It definitely helps with our with my maturity. You know, going through stuff like that, you, you can never predict that. And we always talk about things that we can't control. And obviously, losing all three of those guys, you're just like, wow, that sucks. Like, we can't. You know, they were such a vital part of our football team. It's almost like a grow up and you, you buckle down and you do as hard as you, you work as hard as you can to make, to make up for, uh, you know, the losses of them. And I think also it helps you become a better teacher that next group of guys really don't have the bearing that you have. And you say, hey, look, I, I watched these guys go down, and it really affected our ball club. And, yeah, we might have won a game, but who knows? We're left with that you know, that question mark. I think it makes you a better teacher the next year as an upperclassman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Connor actually used that in one of our team meetings uh, when we talked to the team for a little bit. We were all like wondering what, what could have been if we had those three guys. I think this situation with Will McConnell is a unique one because as our Shop of the Week, we get to ask you some really interesting interesting questions that that dive into how you get ready to play and and what kind of makes you run on the football field. But there's a moment in your career that I don't think anyone was expecting, including you. So we get to the end of practice in in fall camp, and the captain elections happen. And some of the familiar names that you expect to be captains, Mason Mangum, Leo Lowen, Sage Luther, you know, all of those familiar names are coming out, Connor Halverson. What in the world was going through your head when Will McConnell's name was announced as a captain? During the spring, Leo and Sage had to play baseball so they couldn't really work out with us and I feel like everybody was like looking up for someone even Austin McClendon couldn't play because his ACL was still uh, hurt so I think everybody was looking around for somebody to step up and I feel like I really I took over the defense on spring ball I wasn't ever expecting to be captain, you know, but there was always this, this slight hope. And then, of course, I'm sitting down on the ground. I remember it super well. They call five names. The fifth name is, is Connor Halverson. And so I'm just like, there's no way they're going to do six captains. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm not bummed out because I wasn't expecting it. And then he looks back at the paper and then says Will McConnell. And I'm pretty sure my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> what was the teammates' reaction? I looked around at my buddies and they were like, I told you. And then um, a lot of smiles and just, you know, everybody was happy. I always look for teachable moments with Coach Dodge. We talk about, hey, this this moment in this game, while it might seem like it doesn't matter, you know, it's definitely something that we can use to teach. I think he uses people like Ryan Lindley as, hey, look what he's doing. You know, he got dealt a bad hand, something that he couldn't control, and he's balling out every single week and, and making the most of it. I think you're doing the same thing even when you're limited by being banged up a little bit or the flu gets you down, you're still going out there. But I think naming you captain sent a message to the rest of the club that says, hey, if you work hard and you kind of own a role, you find it yourself, you're not waiting around for somebody to give it to you, you'll be rewarded by being a leader on this ball club. Do you feel like that was your that, that kind of affirmation that not only did the coaching staff recognize it, but your fellow teammates recognized when Sage and Leo and all these guys that we kind of look to 
were playing another sport, we kind of looked around and you didn't look around. You just took over. Do you think it was that moment that said, Will's our guy if these guys are not here, which could happen at any moment? I think that's the ultimate sign of respect. Do you think that's part of why you got elected captain? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's probably 100% the reason that I'm captain right now. What's the one thing you do before a game that maybe nobody else knows that, that gets you fired up, that gets you prepared? Now I don't have to get my knee braces taped anymore because those are off, and that's 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 all confidence right there. I'm focused, but I'm loose. Like I, I never want to get too tight before games because the second I start playing, nervous I don't play like me what do you think playing like you means I try to play as fast as I can I think that's the my advantage to everybody on the field is I feel like I'm one of the fastest kids on the field at all times when I play as fast as I can I, I think that I'm a pretty good little player I think your ability to be around the football is something that linebackers intuitively know what to do you know you look up and you see Leo Lowen you see Sage Luther and you see Will McConnell they're they're constantly in in the picture where the ball is and I think if there's a constant theme that coach Dodge and maybe even coach Salazar talks about is the ability to be drama-free and to be able to have trust amongst your teammates, but also trust in the coaching staff. Can you elaborate on just on what those relationships are like, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, so on defense, we're all buddies. We all hang out on the weekends. We, we're like constantly together. We're so blessed to have the coaches we have. Coach Cody has been just an absolute dream to us since he got here. Coach Salazar, obviously, you know, we've known him since seventh grade, and Coach Dodge likes to talk about that all the time. It's the defense that we've known forever, and it, it really helps us like trust in what we're doing. What's the one thing that you want to get out of this senior season of being a starter and being a captain? What's the one thing that you want to get out of it? Obviously, I want the ring. I want to keep this, playing with these boys for as long as we can. Well, you're on your way. He's Will McConnell, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.